going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Underdog and the Underdog Fantasy Family. Reminder, use code under, use code, I said every week, use code TRIPLE at checkout and you will get a deposit match up to $100 if you use the code TRIPLE. Again, that will give you a 100% deposit match up to $100 if you are a first-time depositor. Definitely can't beat that. So if you have not given Underdog Fantasy a try, double that first deposit and head on over to Underdog Fantasy. All right, Triple Play Fantasy back with you guys tonight. There is no Marty party, and I have to say, there is a big like gaping hole right now with just three of us. A big presence that Marty is not here, and it definitely is feeling like that from the start, but it's crazy because it was always us three uh, for like the first, what, two years of this, three years of this, so it's, it's kind of wild that just how much Marty just feels like part of the family now. Just It's crazy that this is it's as, as weird as it feels right now. Uh, but I, he might have missed one show, maybe two max in the mm-hmm. year plus since he's been with us. So uh, shout out to Marty Party. And we miss you tonight. And it's not going to be the same without you. But how we are you? Kind of naked without him. Yes. He's like the boxers of our of the show. It's like without him, we're completely naked from the waist down. He's- oh, we're commando style. Yeah. <laughs> Marty is the clothing, which which makes us decent. <laughs> <laughs> Marty's Marty's what keeps us. He's he's like the filter. What keeps like you're the you're the profanity. He's the boxers keeping everything uh, PG rated. Now that he's not here. LC is out and about. Oh yeah, I'm out there and I'm loving every minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it is for those obviously that have been keeping up with baseball. The All Star Week is coming up, so that is going to affect the show a little bit tonight. There is not really as much planning ahead for next week because there's not really as many games. Obviously, there's a, a five-day break from baseball in terms of your fantasy stats. So we'll give you some, of course, guys over the last week that we're looking at and some other information that you should take going into the All-Star break as well as a game that we're going to have at the end as well. So if you are watching or listening, you'll be able to participate with us. Without further ado, gentlemen, let's go ahead to our first segment. Let's go to our W. OW players of the week kicking things off with the guy that ended last week's show. That's the candy man. Heimer Candelario over his last seven games, a 250, 357, 583 line, two homers, three RBIs. He's also got four walks and a steal. He actually just lost his 10 game hitting streak yesterday. And over that 10 game streak, he batted 351, 13 of his last 37 with four of his 12 homers on the season. Uh, Heimer Candelario is also settled into the heart of the Nationals lineup, which again, it's the Nationals, so maybe it's not the best. But at the same time, 12 home runs, 40 RBIs, and five stolen bases puts him on pace for just about a, a you know a 25 homer season with 10 steals, giving you 80 RBIs or so. Also on pace for about 90 runs. So this is a very useful fantasy player. A 261 batting average overall, a 339 OBP. Again, he's not a sexy name, but Heimer Candelario is quietly becoming a very useful corner infield option, third base option for your fantasy team. And in any 12 or 15 team leagues, he 100% needs to be rostered and somebody that I expect to continue to get everyday playing time for the Washington Nationals who lack bats that are actually consistent in their lineup. So Heimer Candelario, if he's out there in anything deeper than a 10-team league, he should be on your roster. 
Let's talk about some fresh blood. Colton Kowser, who the latest Baltimore Oriole to get the call up, and rightfully so. We've been waiting to say his name on this show for a while. He's been a staple on the call-up program for a little while. First MLB game, he had one hit. He went one for three. His One of his outs, though, was 113 miles per hour exit velocity. So that out, he hit the ball really hard. And again, not many statistics to show so far through one game, but in the minor leagues in AAA, had a 330, 459, 537 line with 10 homers and 40 RBIs through 257 plate appearances here. Uh, very, very impressive to say the least stock. Again, the Orioles are in your backyard, so you get to watch them play a lot. The latest young buck to join the team and maybe the most impressive that's been called up this season. Yeah, I mean, the Orioles have a ridiculous influx of young talent. And what I think is interesting is they're having him hit above Westberg. Uh, Kowser's hitting six tonight, Thursday, July 6th. Westberg hitting is hitting seventh. And those are two of their top prospects, which just lets you know how stacked that system is. They're currently beating the Yankees 13 nothing, and that could be because Luis Severino sucks or just how good this offense can be. But going back to Colton Kowser, he's someone that we've seen in the minors walk at a double-digit clip each year that he's been there at each step. He cut the K rate down from 30.6 to 23.3% this year. He's a guy that can have some power. Had 10 and 56 minor league games this year. Uh, not as much stolen base upside, only seven. But, I mean, he's a guy that just could get a lot of counting stats. The O's might have a top five offense, and I don't think we talk about how good that team can be. Yeah, they are. On, there's like Cincinnati Reds. They're a team really on the rise right now, and their roster is insane. They still have five players, you know, four or five players that are like, uh, you know, Kobe Mayo and and those type of guys that are still down Until there. Jackson Holiday comes up. Jackson Holiday, like, there's still so many guys they have coming up there. Uh, we have a question from the official Rick Ross, Tony Kemp, or Nick Gonzalez at second base while Altuve's down. I am Team Nick Gonzalez. He has the high draft pedigree. And on the season, I know it's early, a 333 batting average. It's already got two home runs and 39 plate appearances, or 39 at-bats, I should say. Uh, I don't know about the steals necessarily. So if you are you know, you need steals, that's not necessarily something that I think he'll give you. But if you're okay with a four-category contributor that uh, isn't necessarily a huge strikeout bat, only four strikeouts in his last seven games, total 24 at-bats, and 10 in his 39 at-bats. So again, could be worse. But Nick Gonzalez, I think, gives you more upside in the other four categories. Um, I don't know how you guys feel. In a points league, I would take Nick Gonzalez. In a roto league, I'm taking Tony Kemp. I just think the upside of Tony Kemp is more much limit more limited than Gonzalez, whereas Gonzalez mm-hmm. has the potential to be really good. So I'd lean on that potential. I agree with David. Yeah, yeah but, but Tony Kemp about to get traded. And he's going to be a fourth you to a fourth outfielder for whichever team he gets traded to and have like a one percent barrel rate it doesn't yep. make a difference yeah yeah i mean so was miles straw and he got drafted early and are people happy about that i don't know that's a different story let's talk about the last hitter arguably the best hitter over the the last week he makes headlines with things that aren't baseball, but he is making headlines in this point because of his baseball acumen, and that's Tommy Pham. Over his last seven games, a 481, 533, 815 line. He's got two home runs, two stolen bases, only two strikeouts over that time. He's hitting 452 
with two steals and two home runs and two home runs and five RBIs over his last eight games. Tommy Pham is is on one right now. I don't remember if, if we brought this up before, but there was a, somebody that came in my mentions. I think we did bring this up before when I had Tommy Pham as my I think seventy fourth or seventy fifth outfielder when I ranked the top begin the year, and he grilled me hard for not having for having him instead of Alec Thomas in there to the point where he was trolling me like crazy. And I just look at this graphic and I'm just like, man, uh, we, we don't talk about Alec Thomas on this show. We're talking about Tommy. <laughs> I, I need to go find that comment and just put that man on blast. Cause he was being very, <laughs> he was being very disrespectful to me. Not, not in a nice way. So Elsie, mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and you gloss, tell us why uh, we should or should not pick up Tommy fam. I think you should pick up Tommy fam. He has been hitting well, basically since they started, he's been a starter in the beginning of the season, he was pinch hitting a lot, pinch running a lot, getting one at bat games, two at bat games. His, his uh, batting order line, his lineup spot was moving all around since about June 8th. He's been pretty much starting every day. And since then he's been very consistent. Um, this season, his barrel rates about 14%, his highest max EV in his career and his K to walk is, is, is in line with his career right now. He is on a heater. But there's nothing in the underlying batted ball profile that makes me think that this is an unsustainable type of season. I don't think the results are going to be as good as this. But I think pick him up because he's playing and he has that power-speed combination. I, I really like what he's given. Obviously, he's going to come back down in the results a little bit. But I think you got to pick him up. He's a must. He's a must-grab outfielder in all formats. 100% agree with you. Tommy Pham, you got to ride him right now. He's giving you steals. He's giving you power. And the Mets need offense. They've had their struggles uh, this year. So Tommy Pham is, is getting everyday playing time for the Mets, and rightfully so with what he's doing at the plate. So pick up Tommy Pham in any league. He is available. I feel like we say this every year about Tommy Pham. He's a good odd. player. He's a good player. Like for his, all his, crazy, his crazy off the field behavior when he came for somebody on Twitter, when he actually gave him a compliment. Did you guys see that? No. Oh, uh, John Anderson. He he put out basically like it was a statistic that was highlighting Tommy Pham, how good he was. He was like in certain company. And then Tommy Pham followed John after that tweet. And then uh, John like screenshot it. And he was like, he said something like, uh, like, uh, love when my fans follow me. Or it was like something like that, like something coy. Was this recent? In the last like week or two, and then uh, I'm going to he, Tommy Fams. I don't know how. Often then Tommy goes. Fam, if you go, Tommy Fam doesn't tweet a lot. So if you go to his profile, then Tommy Fam replies. He's like, Nah, dog. He's like, My friend told me he saw my name on your Twitter account, so I followed you because of the tweet. He said, But not nah, like he's like, Forget that. He said, You a bum. He said, You like, oh, like you a fake, like you a nerd. Oh, I, I got, I got the tweet pulled up. Go ahead, go ahead, read it. So it's uh. 2023 hitters with 150 plus plate appearances, a barrel percentage more than 13 percent in contact rate over 75. So uh, he's in good company. Tommy Pham is fifth on that list. And then he, he follows it up with, I tweeted this to flatter myself. Uh, my biggest fan, Tommy Pham himself. Then Tommy Pham says, nah, fuck you. I literally followed you because my boy sent me something you posted regarding me now you think you big time you ain't shit remember that wow wow john says so i guess that's a no to you coming to my fourth (laughs) yeah yeah it was was pretty good it was his first tweet since april 26th yeah it was pretty good wow (laughs) that 
is I can't believe you guys didn't know that. That is no. I knew I knew that he had said something to John Anderson. I didn't look it up. That is bizarre. Yeah. When he homered like that day, they were like, it's the, the biggest homer heard around the fantasy baseball world or something like that. <laughs> He's complimenting him. That's so weird that he, he it was says that. It, I think it was after this because he followed him after that tweet. I think it was after the screenshot that John put up and then said that. I think that's why his Tommy fam got sour. Oh my God. That is bizarre. There was nothing wrong with what John said. It was it was like banal banal Twitter uh, joking. Yeah, like pretty 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 tame stuff. Damn, Tommy Tommy Fam might be a shit human being. He's also uh, he was on like a fantasy football podcast recently too, but I I didn't get the notes on that before. Of course, we all know the incident from last year with him and Jock Peters. Tommy Fam's a character. Let's talk about Mike Soroka though. His last start just got called back up from AAA. Four and two-thirds innings, five hits, zero earned runs, three walks, and four strikeouts. 57 of his 99 pitches were for strikes. Put runners in scoring position during every inning he worked. Honestly, he just really, to me, uh, LC looked really unimpressive, and I would not be shocked to see him out of this rotation soon. I don't think he has the stuff to stay there. Even his AAA numbers, I don't think were fantastic. He wasn't striking out a ton of people. Uh, just, I think we all were rooting for him, but I, I'm concerned that there is not really much long-term appeal here. Yeah. I want to piggyback off of what you just said there. I actually have a little slide of my own for Mike Soroka. Um, I want to show this, this is, uh, Mike Soroka's slider and I, I, I don't have it worked out here, but if you can see the slider has ended up 19 and has ended 19 plate appearances. Only seven of those plate appearances ended in outs. The slider has not produced very well for him this year. And it is basically the pitch that he uses to be effective against right-handed pitchers, right-handed batters. And it is not effective. Now, this is a guy, the Soroka. This is a guy, guys drink. Cause I said, this is a guy. Uh, Soroka, this is a guy who was not throw, uh, not a hard thrower. His velocity is up this year, especially it's up even since he came back from his first stint in the beginning of June till till now. His velocity is up, um, and he's pitching effectively against lefties, but righties are crushing him right now, and it's because that slider is not effective. But uh, the four-seamer is effective. I think, yeah, the splits this season, 344 righties are hitting up against the lefties, 235. So I think what you might see since he's returned, his his overall numbers are like 23% strikeout weight to 6% walk rate. That's 16K minus walk, really good. But I'm with David. He's very hittable, and he's given up a lot of base runners. Um uh, occasionally he's one of these guys who might blow you up, but being an Atlanta starter, I think, I think I'd, I'd have to give him a chance to figure it out because of the team context and the chance for wins. Yeah. Art, I-, I wish you, you from three weeks ago would play that for yourself. When you tried telling me that Mike Soroka was good. I, I was wishing and hoping and dreaming and praying, uh, because I mean, I, and this is something I, I thought about because uh, that part of the season, it definitely felt like there was nobody to get to help your pitching staff. So anybody who 
had just a whiff of potential and Soroka was basically living on name value alone three, four weeks ago. I was ready and fully able, fully ready to put my name and stamp of approval on him. Um, but uh, now I'm a little bit more uh, into the season, a little bit more uh, sober on that topic. And I think that uh, Soroka is possibly, uh, possibly pretty dangerous. Also, you can't get the win if you don't go five. That's true. That's, That's true. true. Tariq Skubal, a Detroit Tiger here, just in honor of Marty Party being brought up on the show. First start this season, four innings, no hits, no earned runs, and no walks, six strikeouts. So four no-hit perfect innings with six Ks for Tariq Skubal on 57 pitches. His average fastball velocity in that start was 96.4 miles per hour, which was up 2.3 miles per hour from last season. And last season alone, he was actually already really good. 3.52 ERA um, and a 3.34 X ERA. So he already looked good last season. The increased fastball velocity has me intrigued because I think that's going to help him get more whiffs. As you can already see, six Ks in his first four innings. And again, against it was Oakland A's, but still. Uh, Tariq Skubal, to me, by far, is the most intriguing Detroit Tigers pitcher. Um, you know, Matt Manning and Casey Mize, long-term, we'll see what they can do. I'm not necessarily too high on them. Uh, you know, Michael Lorenzen's an all-star, but I don't I don't think we're really into Michael Lorenzen either. Reese Olsen's okay, but he doesn't throw very hard, so I wonder what his long-term appeal is going to be. Tariq Skubal, to me, is definitely the most intriguing guy, and if that fastball velo stays up like it is, I think he'll be a very useful fantasy option down the, the stretch here. And he's going to be able to go too, because he shouldn't be on an innings restriction uh, with what he built up last season. And then coming in in July, he should be able to fully go. Um, and the Detroit Tigers, the AL Central is so bad that they, if they win games, they could have a chance to come back into the race here. So the tree school, if he's an option in your league, I think he's definitely worth a pickup, especially with that increased velo, somebody to definitely keep an eye on. Our last player, JP France, over his last six starts, 39 and a third innings. He's also given up 12 earned runs over that time, which equals a 276 ERA, 13 walks to 22 strikeouts. He's gone six innings for the seventh consecutive start with no more than three earned runs allowed during that time, Doc. Uh, he's kind of, uh, you know, a member of that Astros rotation that nobody talks about. And we've talked about the struggles with Christian Javier and just, the inconsistency the Astros have shown this season in general. Is JP France somebody that you would take a shot on? I would. And what's interesting is you'd mentioned that he's gone at least five innings in all but one game this year. And, I mean, he's faced some tough competition recently at the Dodgers, his third most recent start, at the Cardinals, whose offense has been pretty good. It's their pitching and defense that's been letting them down. Versus Cincinnati, at the Guardians, versus the Angels. So he kind of passes the the test of that. Um, the strikeout numbers aren't good. And when you look at the K-minus walk percentage, it's 9.9% and a 1.21 whip. So that expected ERA is almost a full run higher. But, I mean, also just look at the pitching landscape. Uh, so many people. You know, I was actually looking at ESPN today and going to look at to pick up some pitching in our home league. And this is just the top of the people that are on the I.L., Tristan McKenzie, Chris Sale, Nick Lodolo, Jacob DeGrom, Robbie Ray, Kyle Wright, Luis Garcia, Tyler Molly, Dustin May. Those are just people that are in the free agent pool that were probably drafted on teams this year. So 
especially if you can get an innings eater on a team where he has a good chance of getting the win, that itself is worth it. All right, you're taking a chance on JP France. I am not, but uh, we'll see how that plays out. What about oh. would you take him over Lance Lynn? Are you I mean, you should just use your commissioner powers to put him in my lineup because it was <laughs> it was a fluke thing that they didn't put that he didn't get put in. Or you missed that conversation. ESPN app glitched me. I put him in my lineup. It saved, and then he was on my bench. When are I you are you sure it saved? I, it said saved, but I didn't scroll down after it said saved mm -hmm. to like double check that he was put in. I think I just learned. I think yeah, I think I think you gotta you gotta be sure. I don't think you were sure. Uh, I mean, that's I, I would never put Eric in that position because that opens up a can of worms. I will say this happened one other time in football. I think it's something with the ESPN app that it glitches every once in a while because mm -hmm. it, it was both with the ESPN. I mean, that that, that is very possible. Like I like I genuinely was stunned when I just went and looked at my box score an hour ago and I saw Lancelin was on my bench. I was like genuinely stunned. Uh, anyway, Matt Manning's a baller, says Uncle Ted Talks. Look at his first four games, Astros, Toronto, Texas, and Colorado. He held his own. He is a Matt Manning fan. I'm a Tariq Skubal fan. Um, and he says to stash Colt Keith, who we actually talked about on the call-up that we just recorded that will be out on YouTube tomorrow morning. Colt Keith is definitely a stud that you should be able to get before he gets called up, which I would think would be any day now. Um, so, yeah, that, those are some – Uncle Ted always brings some good conversation in here as well. Let's talk about our – most added players, which apparently someone deleted that slide off my thing, but no matter because I can quickly pull it up. It sounds it's like it was in a glitch from ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could read it if you want. Art had to mute himself because he was laughing too hard. Go ahead, David. I'm, you know what? It's going to be funny when this happens to you like in the playoffs and I'm just going to sit there and I'm just going to laugh at you when ESPN does the same glitch to you when you need it. So you go ahead and you you both can laugh right now because when you guys complain about a glitch, about something happening to you, I'm just going to sit there with my feet up and my cup of coffee in my hand and I'm just going to drink coffee. I'll drink coffee for that. I'll just sit there and drink my coffee. Are you, fact that you, have are you saying you're not going to be in the playoffs? Is that why you're going to be sitting back and drinking coffee? No, but I'm I'm not saying that. I'm saying I got my glitch out of the way. You okay. guys are going to have all it right. happen at a worse time. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It could happen. Or it could be just you're poor at phone uh, phone use. The app outsmarted you, perhaps. That's my thought. Now, when it says it's setting changes saved or whatever it says, I assume that it means it saved what I just did. The every man would think that. Um, most added players, TJ Friedel, Tommy Pham, Mike Soroka, JP France, Heimer Candelario, Hunter Harvey, Tariq Skubal, and Brian Wu are your most added. Taking a look at our most dropped players, Logan T. Allen, Garrett Whitlock, Nolan Jones. I don't understand that one. Um, Joey Votto. Michael Kopech. Eric, how many of the home runs does Joey Votto have? He has five. How many do you need to lose your bet? 19. Well, wow, it's crazy he's gotten five and he's only been back like... As of dude. yesterday, he had seven hits on the season and five of them were home runs. And I just don't understand that. Well, now I'm rooting for it because of you uh, rooting for this glitch for me. So go for Team Joey Votto around I here. I can't now. believe you also said Garrett Whitlock instead of Garrett Whitlock. Whitlock, yes. Whitlock. Uh... Michael Kopech, Luis Matos, Dustin May, and AJ Smith Shaver are your most dropped. 
And as far as schedules, looking at if you're on YouTube and watching, this schedule is based on uh, July 10th to Sunday, July 23rd. Because again, keep in mind, most of the week, next week, there are no games. So this takes into account uh, the games at the end of next week and then the following week where uh, they will count for that, basically that scoring period. So the Rockies play eight, everybody else plays nine or 10. So again, that's why the numbers are different. That's why they are where they are. We'll probably do some type of like all-star show next week, I think. So we'll uh, we'll keep something fresh and different for you guys. I got Vinny in the chat. Stud, I don't know who he was talking about for a stud. Uh, maybe Lance Lynn. He is a stud. Let's talk about Arts Bring Out Your Dead. Because Bonum. that's our next segment. Bonum. Bring Out Your Dead. Bonum. Welcome, welcome everyone to Bring Out Your Dead. Thank you so much to everyone who wrote in and offered up the players who are absolutely killing your chances this year. Bring Out Your Dead, of course, brought to you by Colby Cheddar's Ghost Pepper Raspberry Sliding Ointment. Uh, a little bit of heat to take away the sting from those sliding raspberries. Check out Colby Cheddar's Ghost Pepper Raspberry Sliding Ointment. At all your local sporting goods stores, just mention triple, and uh, we'll get a little cut of that ghost pepper sliding on. Thanks so much to everybody writing in. Got a couple people here. We're going to talk first of about Mark Leiter Jr. Mark Leiter Jr. mentioned by one doc who's back to back negative outings, negative earlier in the year when you streamed him. Mark Leiter Jr. is not someone who you have timed correctly. And I see you right. You're not your dad and never will be. His dad, Mark Leiter Sr., not Ally. Were you thinking Al Leiter? Um, I isn't Al Leiter his uncle? He's his uncle. Mark Leiter Sr. is his dad. I think Mark Leiter Sr. only played like a year or two in the bigs. But there you have it. Four earned runs on the third and the fourth against Milwaukee. Milwaukee, who can't hit anybody except for when. You need them to not hit somebody. That's what happens in fantasy baseball, everybody. Uh, I do have, for your pleasure, uh, a doc, 11-time champs, who had the tweet, the Mark Leiter tweet of the year so far. Mark Leiter Jr. got real excited at the end of the 7th, only to poop the bed in the 8th. That was what happened on July 3rd. Um, Did it again on the 4th. Mark Leiter Jr. having a tough one. Not easy to time it. Bryce Hart. I pick him up again, I want any gets a negative, which I hopefully will never pick him up again. Uh, somebody can hit me in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bryce Harper mentioned here by Rebob. Bryce Harper and his lack of power. Oh, man. Bob, Rebob, I feel for you. Uh, but one thing I have to say, even though Bryce Harper's last home run was May 25th, that's a long time ago. It's July, people. He is riding a nice little streak here. Five straight games with at least two hits. He's hitting 500 in July so far. And that hard hit percentage is starting to rebound from its uh, from its its little swoon there throughout May and June. So now he's coming back up with that hard hit percentage. Um, it has been a tough season so far, but I think you got to hold steady. You got to hold strong, treat him like the man you love and hold tight to him. Stand by your man. Bryce Harper's going to come back. I'm telling you, Rebob, I'm telling you, hold strong. 
And uh, because he has not given you home runs, though, I found the worst haircut of Bryce Harper I could find and put that picture up on the slide. Everybody who wants to see it, we're right here now at 28 and a half minutes. There's Bryce Harper with his basically, um, it's like a 13-year-old bad haircut right there. He looks looks like a 13-year-old. Tom Rodriguez, the man who is currently, I think, third in the Earth League standings, leading the DARF League right now. My man, Tom, I love you. You keep beating me in fantasy baseball, but I'm coming. My team in DARF is coming up. I'm going to be catching you. You got You're having a great season so far. Uh, brought up Anthony Volpe, just slightly better than a replacement option, but got awful terrible in the lineup. Maybe Peraza needs to come up. I'm not sure if you heard, Tom, but Anthony Volpe ate some magic chicken parmesan <laughs> recently. And that chicken parmesan was the Italian rocket fuel that made Anthony Volpe start hitting again. 396 in the last 15 games. Now, I'm with you a little bit, Tom. I know you know this. Tom's a smart guy. I'm not really 100% trusting it. The, the, the league has seen the chicken parm Volpe and hasn't adjusted quite yet. I'm still worried that this is a short, hot streak. Good to see. The power and steals there, one of only a few people with 12 and 15, 12 home runs, 15 steals on the season. But uh, I'm still not fully bought in. He's he's He hasn't proved himself. He's too, he's too skittish. He's too skittish. He's not giving you the consistent production. So uh, I stand with you, Tom, on this one. But uh, keep giving him his aunt's famous chicken parmesan. Perhaps he will continue to hit nearly 400 for you. Dr. Carter. Mike Carter, Giancarlo Stanton brings him up. Doc wants to know, can I call him Mike again in the hopes of invigorating his season? Uh, I'm going to tell you something, Doc. You don't got to worry about it. I dropped him in a league, so he's guaranteed to rebound this season, okay? Because I was brave enough to drop him because I didn't need power, and I was like, you know what? He stinks, so I dropped him, and you can take it to the bank that he's going to have 24-second high form runs right now. You just know it. But if he continues how he's going now, that's not going to happen. The man's hitting 176 at Yankee Stadium, hitting 191 against righties. He only hit 145 in June. Uh, But what you can say is that power profile, fairly in line with the rest of his career. His barrels are a little down from his best seasons. But uh, his hard hit percentage is very good, and his – and his uh, max EV still, still awesome. Giancarlo got, got I, I honestly think now he's entering a phase of his career where he's sort of that, uh, and like low batting average power. I think he's in a new phase of his career, and uh, we're gonna have to draft accordingly on this one. Last but not least, our boy Luke, Lukey D. Yandy is not lifting the ball anymore. He says, "You know, Yandy does this to us every year, Luke." He's done this. <laughs> yes, he. <laughs> my bro, my big, my bro, Joe TZ, telling Doc that Stanton's made of glass, right? Doc knows all about it. Oh, always. Come on. When you said he's had a new uh, thing in his career, um, yeah. No, come on. Come on. Same <laughs> Stanton. This is not new. <laughs> What's new? Uh, Yandy Diaz, however, zero home runs since. May 26th, 
He still hit 326 in June, but that launch angle that we saw at the beginning of the season where he was producing that power, it has slowly and steadily gone back down, and that ball is not getting lifted. Yandy seems to come into seasons all trained up for uh, for uh, for his power, but he does not ever see it through. So we got five names to go on the cart, and uh, we are uh, we're going to take them out now. And uh, I'll take it back to you guys. <laughs> Are you sure there's not more bring out your dad? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm all out. David, up back to you, bud. Oh, oh my god! I'm glad people can't read the private chat. <laughs> okay, um, where where am I? Okay, um, a couple comments while we were going through. <laughs> Dead. Uh, Travis Janarski uh, is a stud pickup potentially down the road. Uh, Vinny says to start stashing Gordon Gersefo, and Uncle Ted adds also Ronnie Mauricio. And then, did you guys play Immaculate today? The Immaculate Grid, I did not play today, but yeah, Bobby, he pulled out a Bobby Abreu for the Phillies and Dodgers. That's a good one. Phillies and Dodgers. Let's see. Top of, top of my head. Um, other Trey than, Turner. Other than Trey Turner. Yeah, that would have yeah. been who I would have put. Yeah. Uh, Craig Kimbrell. Another That's one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're from this season. There's got to be some some. Stop. I'm going to do it after we're done here. So. All right. Maybe, maybe if we have time, we'll do, we'll do it all together. Who knows? I don't think so. <laughs> um. All right. Let's go to Doc's then doctor's office. Tell us who's. Who you're, uh, who's coming in for a visit this week? You know, last week, uh, I'll start off. I went two and one, so it was a winning record. Um, uh, 6.97 ERA and a uh, 1.47 whip, 16 Ks and 14.2 innings. But Dean Kramer killed it in a bad way. Three innings, seven earned runs. That was just brutal. But we're not going to force anything this week. We're going to look at Kyle Hendricks, owned in 12.4% of ESPN leagues, three earned or less in all eight outings since his return, has gone at least five in every one since his debut. He's given up two home runs in 47.2 innings pitched. And when you look at the graphic on the right, the metrics back it up. Exit Average exit velocity, 91st percentile, hard hit percentage, 82nd. But then you look... The K percentage is in the four percentile, fastball velocity in the second percentile. He's a guy that pitches to weak contact and doesn't get strikeouts. But look, the Yankees are slumping without Aaron Judge. They have two players hitting over 250, and that's Isaiah Connor Falefa and Anthony Rizzo. So I feel pretty good about Mr. Hendricks. And then I titled it on the thing David's MCM. So you guys know we're talking about Aaron Savale. Mm-hmm. Owned in 15.7% of ESPN leagues. Since his IL stint, he's gone at least five and five out of six starts and four earned or less in five out of six. And he's been limiting hard contact, 86th percentile and hard hit percentage, 90th percentile and barrel percentage, allowing 0.79 home runs per nine, which is a career low since his rookie season. And the Royals are three and 13 in road games since the start of June. So about last month and a half. They've been the worst road team, so loving Mr. Savale's matchup this weekend. 
Don't want a 4-3. Some of the matchups haven't been decided with the crazy weekend ahead, and I know there's some bullpen games, so we'll just keep it at two. We'll take the profit and move on. All right. I also like, I really like Savali too, because the Royals are really bad against righties, like insanely bad. So I think that's going to be a good matchup for Savali. Um, what do you guys say? Because we have no Marty party for our two star pitchers and for Marty's party. We play a couple games. And I'm I say, down. I say a couple because uh, Z2, <laughs> Z2, aka our buddy Toby, sent us a immaculate grid in my dms that we could do before i get to the game that i prepared let's do it i'm down all right so i'm going to pull up share my screen if you are watching on youtube then you'll be able to see it if you are on the podcast version i will tell you the categories and then you can pause the video and you can then answer them on your own so I'm try to pull up the grid as much as I can. All right, you guys can see that, right? Yeah, I can see it. Yep. All right. So for those on YouTube, the first thing we're going to attack here is a player that's played for Detroit and the Atlanta Braves. Joe Jimenez. That's a great one. Do we have any other ones we want to throw in there, Doc? Or that I you get one and you move on. Okay. Then, all right, all right. <laughs> a 40 home run season for the Tigers. Miguel Cabrera. Did he get 40 in a year? I'm he pretty sure crown, right? anyone that triple crown he did. Yeah. Okay. Detroit and Texas. We could either use Ian Kinsler or Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder. Nice. And then Detroit and New York Mets. That's a Verlander. Who? Verlander. I was thinking Granderson, but yeah, that's they're both they're both good. All right, that clears that category. Next, we are on the 300 batting average for the Atlanta Braves. Chipper Jones. There you go. Yeah. Then we're on a 300 average and 40 homer season for the Atlanta, or uh, for just in general, I'm sorry, just in general. Acuna on pace this year. But 300 with a 40 home run season. Um, come on, Babe Ruth, baby. All right. Plenty Three, of time. 300 average for the Texas Rangers. Josh Hamilton. Yeah, the one year. That's right. I was okay. Go ahead. All right. 300 average for the New York Mets. Jose Wright. Yeah, Jeff McNeil as well. Jeff McNeil. All right. The a Astro and an Atlanta Brave. Charlie Morton. Nice. Right. An Astro with a 40 homer season. Jeff Bagwell. Uh Chris Carter. Did he get to 40 that year? I think he had like 48. Whoa, yeah, he might have gotten 40, but I think Bagwell's a safer safer answer. The Astros and the Rangers. Nolan Ryan, baby. And the Astros and the New York Mets. I mean, we already used Verlander. Uh, Did, uh, no, 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 no. Didn't Carlos Beltran play for the Astros and the Mets? I think he did his last year, yeah. Okay, we'll say Carlos Beltran. The Rays and the Atlanta Braves. That could have been Morton if we didn't use him already. No. Um, Nick Anderson. Yes, Nick Anderson. That's a good yeah. one. That that probably actually by like, like less than 1% guessed, I'm sure. By the way, Chris Carter did have a 40 home run season, but it was with nice. the Brewers. Rays player to hit 40 home runs. I believe 
Carlos Pena, Pena that one year. Yeah. Yeah. The Rays and the Rangers. Um, I know somebody just signed there recently. Rays and Rangers. Oh, uh, Nate Lowe. Yeah, nice. that's who I was nice. thinking of. Yeah. And the Rays and the Mets. Somebody that probably wanted to get paid. Did, did Tommy Pham ever play for the Rays? Victor Zambrano. No, Tommy Pham was traded to the Rays from the Cardinals. Yeah. I'm so pretty let's sure. Use, we'll use Tommy Pham then. Yeah. I'll double check that. Tommy Pham. Victor Zambrano. <laughs> what? I. <laughs> are you just throwing random names at you? No, didn't, didn't Victor Zambrano? You'd have to look that up. Yeah, I'm looking now. Tommy Pham. Yeah, he got. He was on the Rays, and he got traded to the Mets. Tommy okay. Pham was on the Rays, so we're gonna use Tommy Pham. But um, I, I guarantee, I guarantee you, nobody would have had Victor Zambrano between us. Probably not. It's a good one. Probably not. Oh uh, yeah, Carter had 41. <laughs> Doc's still calling him. Verlander. Verlander. How are you supposed to say it? You, you put the ver, you, you emphasize the ver. Verlander. I do or in general? You, you should. You It should be Verlander. And Carter had 41. Not Verlander. All right, we are going Verlander. to. There you go. Verlander. It's not like DeGrom where it's a capital uh, letter in the middle of it. That's right. If it was, then you would emphasize the exactly. Lander part of it. <laughs> I like it. I like that he's messing with you about it, though. That's what's funny. Um, so, if you guys are up for another game, this is the one I actually prepped. We have not done a uh, legit game game in a while, but I had this. I've had this idea for a couple of months, and I was like, if we ever do a game again, I was like, this is actually a game we have not done before, and it's called Name That Trade. So, if you are in the YouTube comments, put your answer in. You guys are not allowed to look. And if you are listening on the podcast version, you can pause it and make your guess. So how this game works is I'm going to give you a package of players of the lesser known player side, and then you're going to have to tell me the main piece in the deal. Some of them are like might be a one for one deal, and then you'll just have to tell me the other half of the deal. Two points if you can tell me the player without me giving you a hint, and then one point if I have to give the hint. So what you both are going to do, I'm not going to make it where you have to just buzz in. You're going to, I told you to bring a pen and paper. You're going to write the name on a piece of paper and then you're going to hold it up to the screen and then I'll read it at the same time. Okay. So just to make it a little harder, I'm going to read you the team that's giving up the package. I'm not going to tell you what the team that they traded them to because that might help give it away. Right. Make sense? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So there's some easier ones and then some, I think that might be a little bit tougher. So we'll see. So the first one, the Red Sox trade pitcher, Michael Kopech. Infielder Yon Moncada, outfielder Luis Alexander Basabi, and pitcher Victor Diaz for this player. All these trades are in the last 10 years. Let me know when you're ready. All right. One, two, three. I see Chris Sale and Sale. All right, I write their full name a little clearer next time, Doc. But yes, both of you get two points. And creep track of your own scores because I'm not your mother. All right. Question two. Talking sports with Murph is going to do it. All right. Uh, question two. Cubs trade 
Infielder, Glaber Torres. Pitcher, Adam Warren. Outfielder, Billy McKinney. And outfielder, Rashad Crawford for this player. All right, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Rolled this Chapman. No, rolled this Chapman. Okay, four points. The Toronto Blue Jays trade infielder Brett Lawry, infielder Franklin Barrero, pitcher Sean Nolan, and pitcher Kendall Graveman for this player. I'm ready. All right, you guys ready? ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Josh Donaldson, Josh Donaldson. All right, we are three for three, six points. Damn, Art, I thought I might have got you on that one. <laughs> it's hard to find like trades where it's like it's you're gonna have somewhat of idea what it could be. It's not like completely like a random, random trade. Yeah, right. right. Astros then- trade Seth Beer, Corbin Martin, JV Bokoskis, and Josh Rojas for this player. Hmm. Got all these trades are from the last 10 years. Can you name yeah, the players? Trade, Astros trade Seth Beer, Corbin Martin, JB Bakoskis, aka my one of my good friends, cousins, and Josh Rojas for this player. And if you would like a hint, you will knock it down to one point. Or do you want a hint or no? I I know. I know who the team, I know the other team. I'm just thinking right now. I know the other team too. Yeah. But I'll take, I'll take a hint. You both want the hint? Yeah. He's a pitcher. Hmm. And he's probably going to the Hall of Fame. Probably. Oh. I know who it is. All right, Art's done. Eric, are you done? Give me 10 more seconds. 10. And this is a great podcast. All right, Eric. Three, two, one. All right. Eric, let me see yours first. I can't. I can't oh, read. Art's got it. What did you say, Eric? I said Ryan Presley. Ryan Presley, Zach Greinke. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. I, man, I, I was blanking out. He's from the Twins, Ryan Presley. All right, Art gets a point. And Vinny came in it and got the Granky. So Vinny's uh Vinny was ready for that one. All right. Mm-hmm. The White Sox trade infielder Fernando Tatis Jr. and Eric Johnson for this player. Oh gosh, what's his name? I knew you guys would you know that one side of the deal, but it's easy to forget the other side of the deal. So wait, can you say it one more time? The White Sox trade infielder Fernando Tatis Jr. and Eric Johnson for this player. I got it. Oh, I'm going to be so upset. You're going to be upset? Why? I didn't need it. Because I can't think of the name. Oh, no. You're going to let Eric come back in the game? Um, I was going to save this game for Bubba. I'm kind of blown that I didn't save this game for when he came on. Hold up your answer, Art. Yes, as, as Vinny puts in the comments, it was one of the worst trades of all time. But everybody remembers Fernando Tatis being traded, but not who he was traded for. I haven't looked in the comments. Does Vinny have the right answer? He didn't put an answer. He just says no. I appreciate that he's waiting to put it until uh, 
you guys show your answers. I can't right, remember. Make, make Art name. show it. Make Art show it. I got nothing. I got nothing. All right. Show James your Shields, baby. James, James Shields. Shields. James Shields is the correct answer. Yeah! I remember yep. that trade. That was an awful trade. Yeah, everybody remembers Fernando Tatis getting traded from the White Sox, but not for who. All right. Game James. Pitcher Noah Syndergaard and catcher Travis Darno get traded to the New York Mets for this player. I'm ready. Wait, can you, can, you, can you say it one more time? Yeah. Pitcher Noah Syndergaard and catcher Travis D'Arno get traded to the New York Mets for this player. I'll take yeah. a hint. I have a one. I have a no, one. No, you don't. You don't get a hint because Art, Art already got it. Because I couldn't. I didn't give Art a hint for James Shields. He didn't want one. He, he didn't ask. So the, the hint only comes in if you both don't get it. This, this is making rules on the fly. No, because Art didn't literally didn't get a. I didn't give Art the hint. He just took the zero. I could have told him a hint to give him a point. The hint's only if you're both stuck. Yarno. You're gonna kick yourself if you forget this one, Eric. You're gonna kick I, yourself. I I am kicking myself. Trade it to the Mets. Um. Mm. Oh no no wait! I got it! I got it! I got it! You usually didn't say. What team they were traded to? I, thought I didn't say they were traded. I, I, no, I said the team that. Oh, because he knew Cindergard. That's why. He knew. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. All the right. New York Mets traded. Um, All right. Ready? We're ready. Yep. All right. One, two, three. R.A. Dickey is the correct answer. Yeah. You're right. I would have been mad if I didn't know that. R.A. Dickey was traded to Toronto and. Uh, was ass after that, to say the least, after his Cy Young season. A rare good move from the Mets at that time. All right. I have four more if you guys want to do them. I'm down one point. I want this game to keep going. Okay. No, no, end it, end it, David. End it. <laughs> Marcelo Zuna was traded to the St. Louis Cardinals for these two players. So each oh. of them is going to be worth a point. So when the Marlins were doing their fire sale, they traded Yelich, Stanton, and Ozuna in separate trades. Ozuna went to the Cardinals, and they got back these two players. Oh, hmm. my God. I know the, the first one is obvious. The second one. That's why it's two points. You get one for each. I remember they just talked about it on. Gosh. Now, I remember the Yelich part. They got Lewis Brinson was the highlight of that deal. Didn't do so well. The stand package left a lot to be desired. This package was pretty good. Do you get it, Art? I got one. All right, I will give you guys about 15 more seconds. If you are on the podcast version and you're just banging here, you're like, "Get how could you not get both these players?" Trust me, we're we're there. We understand. No, hmm. I, I'm gonna really hate myself because you are gonna hate yourself. Yeah, these, I, I I have the one. I wonder if you guys have the same one or if you guys we have, probably do. Probably have it. All right, if you guys want right. to submit what you have, yeah. All right, let's do three, two, one. So Art, you have Sandy Alcantara. Eric, what does yours say? 
Zach Allen and JTR. Zach Gallen. So Erica, you got Zach Gallen and Art, you got Sandy Alcantara. Okay. I remember, I remember they because they were talking about uh when Lane Thomas faced him and they had difficulty in the can you imagine the the so they got Gallon and El Contra for Ozuna. For Ozuna. Yep. Wow. What a trade. And the Cardinals could use that pitching right now. That's for yeah. sure. Wow. But the when I was looking at all the trades from like the last 10 years, like notable trades. You look at their Yelich return and their Stanton return; it's like hideous. So they the only in one of the really one of the three that was the only ones they really cashed on. I have, all right, David, end the game. I have three left. We're we're short on time. We can do we can do one. We can do a couple more. Come all on. right. You scared, Eric? No. Josh no. Hader, Adrian Hauser, Brett Phillips, and Domingo Santana are traded to the Brewers. For Mike Fires and this player. Josh Hader, Adrian Hauser, Brett Phillips, and Domingo Santana are traded to the Milwaukee Brewers for Mike Fires and this player. This one I knew was going to be the toughest one. Josh Hader. Domingo Santana. Mike Fires and this player. Who could it be? I don't know if you guys will get it without the hint. Art, let's just do no hint. Think no hint? Yeah. Well, I need the point. <laughs> so I'm, no. I'm, I'm willing to try. For, are you? Do you know it? Are you? I are you, I, I actually have an educated guess. You have an okay. educated guess? Yeah, I, I feel somewhat confident in this answer. Where, you can show it up. You can show it up and then. I just wanted to do this five seconds ago. Okay. All right. All right. You both have to agree on it. <laughs> All right, all right. Vinny, do you know it? Put in the comments if you know it. I wonder if, if, if he does. I think it's an outfielder. But I don't remember. So go ahead. You can Eric probably won. So is it Carlos Gomez? It is Carlos Gomez. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yep. Carlos Gomez was traded from the Brewers to the Astros for their playoff run. And uh that was a pretty big package they got in return. All right, I'll do one more. Pitcher Colin, this this player was traded twice. This same organization traded him twice. First, they dealt him to San Diego for pitcher Colin Ray. Then they got him back, and then they traded him to Cincinnati for Dan Straley. Hmm. Is this a good player? It's a good player. Okay. I wouldn't like pick a nobody. He was in the this team's organization. They traded him once to San Diego for pitcher Colin Ray. They brought him back, and then they sent him out again for pitcher Dan Straley in Cincinnati.
All right, well, I'm winning by three, so I'll just show mine anyway. What do you have? When in doubt, you put Edwin Jackson in as an answer. <laughs> better, better player than Edwin Jackson. That's not correct. Yeah, Dan Straley to, to Cincinnati for Dan Straley. Yep. That's tough. And I cannot believe Doc did not get this player. I'm, I'm just shaking my head. Is it an Oriole? No. Okay. I don't know. Luis Castillo. Oh. The oh. Miami Marlins had him twice. And then he eventually ended up in Cincinnati for Dan Straley. Didn't didn't the Padres trade not go through? Is that what happened? No, they, they traded him to the Padres, and then they acquired him again in a separate trade. Oh, wow. Well, that's cool. That is cool. That He goes against that, that sort of maximum about players who are traded multiple times. Mm-hmm. He's one of the rare cases. I thought when you heard that he was in Cincinnati for Dan Stralia, that might get a Cincinnati pitcher turning in your head. Um, I did have one more. You both would have gotten it. Jeff Samarja and Jason Hamill to the A's for. Rich Harden. What? You guys don't remember? No, no, all people? Elsie, you didn't get it. Wait, wait, wait. Jeff Harden. Jeff Harden. Or, um, no, I, I said Rich Harden. That's before. That's before. You said Jeff Samarja and Jason Hamill. Were traded, were traded to the Oakland A's when they were in a playoff run for this player. Um, John Lester. No. Wow. No. I can't. I, I didn't no. think you guys had no trouble same, with this one. The same year, though, that Lester got got d- picked up by the A's the same year, and then the Cubs signed him the next year. Not I Cespedes, think. right? No. no. Don't no. look in the comments. No. Wait a second. From the A's. Who did the Cubs get from the A's? LC. Wow, I can't believe you're a Cubs fan. Yeah, because they this Edwin this person. No, this person was probably on the World Series team. Which player? Addison Russell. Addison Russell. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's name. That's yeah. I've forgotten about Addison Russell. I thought that was going to be a slam dunk for you. That's a good one. That's a good one. I my, I had forgotten about Addison Russell. Um, I remembered that trade. Um, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Well, <laughs> good good game, David. Good game. Yeah, it was a good game. Thank you, thank you. I was going to save it for when Bubba came on, but we'll have to. If he does, maybe I'll we'll have, I'll have to find ten more trades to use. Even though it actually is pretty hard to find like trades for star star players that like aren't so super obvious but anyway if you guys listen and you guys enjoyed following along with the games the normal baseball analysis everything else we do here please make sure if you're watching on youtube that you guys like the video subscribe to the channel and set the bell on for notifications so you never miss when we're going live for a live stream on thursdays and if you guys are on the podcast version five star ratings and reviews truly help whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, that stuff gets us seen by more people, heard by more people. So we appreciate you guys. If there's any content you would like to see for the show going forward, whether it's a different segment, games added in more frequently, any type of content you think that would help make the experience even better, please make sure you let us know. You can let us know through Twitter. You can let us know through email, which is tripplayfantasy at gmail.com. Anything like that, just let us know. But that's going to wrap us up here. All-Star break is going to be underway. So we will back with you guys next week for an All-Star edition of the show. But until then, for Elsie, for Doc, I'm D. Mendy. We're going to make like a bread truck, and we're going to haul these buns. 
Talk to you guys next week.